Welcome to the Model Car Podcast, a bi-weekly show about building scale model cars. This show is brought to you by the generous financial support of our Patreon backers. Our Patreon supporters get access to our behind-the-scenes Slack channel, patron extras, and even a chance to be on the show. If you can help support the show, please visit the supporters page on our website, modelcar.show. If you would like more talk about model cars, please join our Facebook group or our Slack workspace. Hello and welcome to Model Car Podcast. My name is Justin Twyford. I'm joined as always by my friend and co-host, John Dezan. How's Quebec today, John? Oh, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't, don't ask. ask? Don't ask. Politics. Oh, politics. Yes, politics. You asked how Quebec was. Politics and no Mexican food. You asked about politics. You asked about Quebec. You didn't ask how John was. John is fine. Quebec politics suck. Okay. So what what's going on in Quebec? Because all I'm hearing uh, about is the U.S. politics at the moment. No, no. You, you want to Google? You want to you want to Google Quebec Bill ninety six? All right, that's what you want to Google. What's Bill ninety six? Because everybody's got to be one. Bill ninety six is an update of the infamous Quebec Bill one hundred one. <laughs> that's helpful that's the language law oh language essentially they wish to tighten the language laws even more mm. than they are now they're looking to make enemies out of the english population that you know make enemies out of both the english and french populations who want us basically at each other's throats over nothing well when in quebec do as quebecians do quebecers ah sure they're French. I don't care. I'm not. Well, you live there. You speak better French than I do, so you're one closer. Well, that's true, but yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I just, I do speak it better than you, but that's not difficult. That's, right. that's no, really that's, not difficult. No, that's us. No, heck, Chris speaks better French than you do. <laughs> All right, let's get out of politics because that's a slippery slope to yes, Canadian flags. Yes. What's on your workbench, John? Uh, the spicy meatball. The spicy meatball. Yeah, it's like uh, five minutes from being finished. Well, why haven't you finished it yet? If it's only five minutes. Well, yeah, but you've got to wait for one thing to dry before you can do the next thing, right? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, yeah. what are you, where, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> it's five minutes from finished. It's a matter of touch-ups and wax. That's it. Mm. Well, the next time you're doing your legs, you just put a little on your Ferrari as well. <laughs> My legs could use a little bit of something. Huh? <laughs> God, <laughs> I did not there. want to have this discussion. <laughs> let's go. To, let's get away from that. It's just one of those things. <laughs> Boy. Mm. Yeah. So you're you're happy with your Subaru colors? Yes, I'm very happy with my Subaru. Subaru. Mm. Looks good from what I've seen, but uh, I haven't seen any of the finished ones, so we'll see those soon. It's not finished yet. Once it's waxed in five minutes. Man. So I expect to see them at the end of the day today. You might. Depends on my mood. Oh. What else are you working on? Uh, working on the Can-Am Garage International Durastar NRC Carrier. In other words, tow truck. It started off as a die-cast Jada Toys. Now it's, well, it doesn't look like a toy anymore, does it? You've seen pictures of it in progress. Sort of. I never looked that closely at it because it's a die cast. It's a die cast. But if you didn't know it was a die cast, you might not think it was a die cast now. 
Um, I honestly haven't seen it in a while and don't really remember because, hey, been busy. Okay. Digging up my lawn and all that stuff. <laughs> do, you ha- do you at least have a trailer to put all that dirt in? No. I, well, it has to go back in the hole once I finish it all. Yes, but if you put it on something aside from the grass, it's easier to clean up afterwards. I use a big garbage bag. Mm, okay, that's better than nothing. Okay. So put it on the garbage bag, uh, put as much as I can back in, and then just pick up the garbage bag and drop the top right in there. It works fine. Yeah, that'll work. I'm a man with a plan. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm also a man that hates uh, in-ground irrigation nowadays, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> you probably didn't like it much two months ago either, but. <laughs> oh, I tell you, you know, um, up here, you got to blow it out for the winter. So I blew it out, had to fix one problem. My neighbor helped me and he destroyed something and I had to oh. fix that. And then I set it all up and then the battery died on the little controller and then the controller wouldn't work because the battery was, died well i reset it i lost all my settings which is a pain in the butt um but i reset it and then uh what was happening i was getting some faults and the faults were stopping the programming from running mm-hmm. so there were two sections one of them didn't work at all the other one sputtered and went. So one of them I figured was probably a solenoid on the valve. The other one was uh, probably the diaphragm within the valve. So I went out and bought new valve assemblies with new diaphragms and new solenoids, which meant that I had to um, find the old ones. Uh, that's not too bad because you have to blow them out so I know where they are. Okay. Uh, but I had to remove, uh, turn off all the water again, drain everything because those valves are at the bottom of my lawn. And so mm-hmm. as soon as you, basically your work, it, everything drains. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start removing everything, something, everything, everything at drains. surface level goes down further. Mm-hmm. Yep. All mm-hmm. of the stuff that is at the sprinkler heads now has to drain. So I'm working in a puddle of mud and pulled everything out. Then I had to learn how to wire everything in, John. That was more fun than I expected. Um, <laughs> and trying to make it waterproof. And well, that's not all that's not hard. It's pretty easy, but. Well, if you've never done it before, this is my first time with irrigation. So I've never done it, but I can tell you how to make it waterproof. Uh, as for wiring, if you take the red wire from the black wire, you put the red wire, put another red wire on the black wire. Same idea. Mm, for whatever colors they are. Uh, not necessarily that simple, but I, I get what you're trying to say. I'm glad you think it's easy. Next time you can come over and do it and help me out. <laughs> you're paying for the flight. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, my friend just went for a, he went from uh, his home in Cyprus to visit his mom after a few years in the UK. And what he told me about how uh, air flights are working at the moment, I do not ever want to go on one. They are crazy. Everybody, so at least in in UK, um, when all of COVID struck, everybody quit their jobs or got laid off. And then now they're trying to hire them back at lesser rate. Nobody wants to work for it because everybody who was working in the airport has now got another job because, you know, you got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody's understaffed and then you get COVID exposures and then you get a team that's down for a week. And yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, it is a zoo. 
So I'm, I'm not going to fly anytime soon. Driving, no problem, but flying, uh-uh. You can pay the gas. I can drive across. Mm. <laughs> it's a long drive, but. You got, you got a little small car with a nice eco, what do they call Eco boost, efficient yeah. engine. Oh, yeah. You get good mileage, man. You're not going to even, you've not even got the V8 in there. So your, your, your gas mm. is nothing. Yeah I, yeah. I do. I do actually get good mileage. It, regardless of them standing it or not, I still get about 30 miles to the gallon with a Mustang. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to big, big engines. So. <laughs> Anything that starts with a three is a mystery to you for fuel economy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, my bikes are almost two liters. So, you know, that's a, that's as far as it gets. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, your bikes are almost two liters. Yeah. 1. Uh, 1.6 and change. Okay. My, the Mustang is only a 2.3 liter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can seat four. I don't say the people in the back seat would be comfy, but <laughs> unless they're kids. <laughs> ah, see when I, when I had a sports car, I had the 6.2 liter in it. So <laughs> Gas, gas, gas. Yeah, that's just the way I roll, John. I, I roll, I roll big. I guess so. Dang, mm. gas. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, big things, what did you get in the mail? Oh, all manner of things. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I had special ordered some weathering supplies so I could weather the uh, Can-Am Garage's carrier, and most of it's been used. I won't say it's all done yet because there's still two items I need to be able to do three more things to the truck. So when that's done, then we can say the, uh, they're on special order, <laughs> more special order because the place is out of stock on them. So we'll get them. We'll get it taken care of and that'll be good on that. Uh, then what three weeks ago, there was a show in Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu. It's more of an exhibition than anything. The heck there was more vendors than there were models on display. So I stopped at my not so local hobby shop and well, spent more money than I should have there. <laughs> I'm jealous you you have a hobby shop that actually has things that you want in it. Well, they had, he had to, the Tamiya lacquer bottled paint. Mm. Have you tried it yet? Mm. Yes, I tried it. I tried the blue and wow, that's, that's a darn nice blue. Don't ask me the, what, what the stock number is. Just know it's blue. <laughs> Starts with LP. Yeah. LP. Yeah. That's it. That's all I know. Mm. Yeah. How did you find it sprayed? I found I found it needed a drop or two of thinner to go along with it, but aside from that, no problem. Sprayed beautiful. Good, 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 good. good. Yes. Uh, what else? There was some new sprue cutters. There was other stuff I was looking for that you didn't have, so I didn't get it. <laughs> although I, <laughs> although seeing as he looked it up in the in the price books while I was there, I'm thinking hmm, if I went back now, he'd probably have it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, also what came in the mail, what well, came in the mail, what came in the big red truck in the past, well, well, what last Monday is a whole nother story. The big red truck is, uh, our, Chris's, Chris's changed companies. He works for his first run for his new company. Actually, he got paid to come visit me. Wow. Believe it or not, on his first run, he literally had to go right by my, well, not literally right by my house, but right by Magog on the auto route. So he said, yeah, we could, <laughs> to the end of the day, we could have a visit. And I said, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I could just imagine him parking on your driveway with this uh, small little big red truck. Uh, yeah, no, he, no. 
He elected to stay at the local rest area, which it's good, <laughs> which is very good. Mm, and, cool. And what he brought me, well, there was a recently ordered and delivered Silvino's JR rollout next-gen Camaro. How the hell did you get one of those? Because I ordered it from Model Roundup. Ah, okay. That's why. And you shipped it to the American US. address. Yes. Uh, that makes a difference. Uh, I No, oh, I would have paid a small fortune to send it to Canada. So I, I looked at model roundup and I actually even reached out to them on Instagram and said, is your calculation correct? Cause it was, I think it was like 36 bucks for the car and, and $40 was, for shipping. Yeah, it was, it was like $43 for shipping or something ridiculous. Yeah, that was a good guess. <laughs> Just congratulations. Either way, it was, it might've been a little less than that, but either way, it was more expensive than the kit. And I kind of looked at it and said, I'm not paying a hundred bucks for no. uh, that kit. Um, a little bit of a shout out to Ken Nesbitt, friend of the show, who is hooking me up with one. Mm -hmm. uh, he actually sent me a picture. He opened it up to double check it before I sent it out yesterday. And uh, uh, thank you so much for that. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful kit. I'm still waiting for my response from Salvino's JR. Anyway. No hard feelings. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful kit. You won't regret it. I just like the color scheme of that next gen. I know that kit is in a whole bunch of different liveries, but mm -hmm. I don't follow NASCAR. So the only one that really means something to me is like the rollout kit is it's generic. It's not anybody's. There's uh, not a different sponsors. Yeah, all exactly. Plastered I, all over the car. It looks classy. I can see myself building that. I can't, you know. So far out of the ones that I've seen, they're kind of like, okay, they're sponsored decals, but they don't mean anything. So, uh, you know, I might as well just. <laughs> now, if they put a car, if they put Starbucks on a car. I work for a Starbucks competitor, so we don't, uh, we don't drink Starbucks, John. Okay. We don't. Okay. But you used to. Uh, well, if it's around, uh, the problem I've got is Starbucks is half hour away drive. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, anyway, welcome to living in the country. Yes. All right. What else did you get? Uh, I got uh, an ancient, well, an ancient as in probably dates from the late nineties, early two thousands when Ravel was playing around with pre-decorated kits, a one thirty second scale wheeled excavator, a Liebherr. It's snap. Mm -hmm. It's pre-painted. It's even got pre-decals if you want to go. Well, it's not even decals. It would be stickers. No, no. Tampo printed. Oh, okay. So it's basically... A Lego kit. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that, but Lego still uses stickers. So, mm, so it's even worse than a Lego kit, mm, but it looks good. And then I know I can weather it with all those nice new weathering supplies I got. So mm -hmm. it'll look, the only thing I don't like is it's got solid plastic tires, but oh, well, can't, can't have everything. Can we? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, courtesy of Chris, who worked a deal with a local modeler. Basically he has more model trucks than he can ever build. If he's got duplicates of it, he's willing to sell them. Well, this poor fellow took a hosing on this deal and I don't know why, but, uh, there's, well, Chris told me it was a Revel Germany fire tanker. I said, okay. And you know, I made an offer and I said, that's that. And I thought I was getting the one that we've discussed several times on the podcast, the older, the older, the eighties cab with a two man, two man cab and has a, uh, a water cannon, or I should say a monitor on the fire body. Yeah. No, that's not what I got. <laughs> it's one of the biggest boxes I've ever got a model 
for in, and there's no way, yeah, for, for what I paid, he couldn't ship it for what I paid. Mm, nice. So this has got a mod, this is a modern eight man cab. So that alone is bigger. This, that has got all sorts of rescue gear into the sides of the truck. The cabinets are all cabinet doors are all positionable. It's like, oh my God, this is going <laughs> to, this is going to keep me busy for a long time when I start working on it. Cool. Also in recently, courtesy of well, Mr. Robert, Mr. Robert Marcel, uh, we, he said, eh, CTM has photo etch for the AMT international cab over the 4070A. He said, I want two. I said, well, if you're ordering two, I suppose I should order one for mine. So yeah, got it. If you can still get this, trust me, you want one. This is the, this is not for you. This would be for our listeners. You can get, you can try getting it from, ah, okay. you can try getting it from check truck modeler who makes them. As far as I know, they're out of stock at the moment. You can also try ST supply. They're here in Canada. He may still have some. I don't know. I haven't looked. All I can tell you it's it's beautiful. It's supposed to be see-through like the diamond plate that goes on top of the chassis. It's see-through the interior panels, the, all the panels for the dashboard are all pre-painted with a really nice simulation of wood grain. So it's wow. This is yes. They're not cheap, but if you're going to do one, yeah, that's good. If you're going to do three or four, mm, then it's going to add a lot to your model, but a lot, a lot to your hobby build, but it's, it's worth it. If you're going to do one, if you anything more than that, well, that's up to you. Hmm. All right. You lost me at the whole international thing. Yeah. 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 Truck, truck cab, truck, mm-hmm. truck. Lost you. Lost me. Okay. How about a sharpen air then? I have no idea what a sharpen air is. Okay. I was recently reading through, reading, through, trying to catch up on my model car magazine back issues and here's a new product announced sharpen air i said oh this is interesting links in the show notes would really help this stuff John. yeah it probably would except of course i have the canadian link i don't where i got it from Would the americans want to order from that or anybody international don't know it ended up <laughs> they ended up shipping it uh i would have been happy you know with regular shipping they don't do that there they um hmm. Yeah, so what should have been a $60 tool ended up being closer to $100. Oh, you got nailed. Yeah, I got nailed, and it did get here in three days, though, from your part of the country, from Edmonton, Alberta. Oof. Yeah. Not my part. No, it's not your part. No, you don't. Don't, don't, yeah. don't ever call me from Alberta. You yeah, know, I've, I'm, I've I'm the that. hippy dippy uh, West Coaster. Um, yeah. Uh, Albertans are not that. They're, uh, you know, I do have a truck, but my truck's not big enough for Alberta. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the sharpen air is designed to help you sharp, sharpen, straighten, straighten the needle of your airbrush. Should you ever damage it? Now I've never damaged my tip, but I know it's going to happen eventually. So I'm just making sure I have this in case I ever need this. Is this a solution in search of a problem. I guess you could say that, but I'm all, I'm, I'm kind of like that anyway. It's, I'd rather have, have the solution before I get into trouble. If you get what I mean. I'm looking at this and I, I kind of sort of get it. I Googled it, uh, sharpen mm-hmm. which is what I was just about to put in the show notes for you. They have it in pink. Perfect. Matches your complexion. 
No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't match my complexion. Trust me, I'm not pink. <laughs> it just seems like you're paying, you know, a hundred bucks for something that could be fixed with a fifteen dollar replacement needle. Yeah, I suppose in theory that's right, but I don't know. In in theory that's right. And how often have you actually bent a needle? Like it's I, I you know. I haven't yet. Let's put it that way. Uh, and certainly in my years of dealing with uh, my Iwata, because I know you came from that weird thing that doesn't have proper needles on it that wouldn't work on this anyway. You're right. Aztec. But I've never bent a needle. And you know what? Uh, a needle is 15 bucks. I just bought one um, and replaced it in, in my, when I rebuilt my uh, thing. 15 bucks after 20 years worth of work, hmm. at least 20 years. Hmm. Um, I may have been had. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, you know, what, what's, what's the problem with solving here? Anyway, I'm glad you've got it. Um, go build, go, uh, bend some needles just so you can report back and tell mm, us how it works. I'm not going to do that. I only have one needle. So no, <sighs> just get a spare. Okay. It would have been cheaper. Probably would have been. Anyway, probably would have been. I don't think the Canadian. The Canadian site where I got it from is mapleairbrushsupplies.com. I don't think they actually sell. No, they don't have Grix. Hmm. <laughs> John's looking for new needles already. Eh, well, seeing as I had that open, I said, why the heck not? All right. What else do you get? You got a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, I got some nice little photo wedge tow hooks. I got some winds decals for the Tamiya AMG GT3. I got some resin we eat uh, resin wheels from eBay for a special Buick GSX, which in itself is interesting. I came across that a while back in Hemmings Muscle Machines. Mm. It's actually a factory car. It came with these wheels from the factory, and it came in a Cadillac color from the factory. Ooh, yeah that that's the that's the that's the thing. What Cadillac color was it? It's one of the farmers' colors. I forget the name of it. It's orange or gold okay, or what's something a, like what's that. What's a fire? Okay. So it's orange. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, don't ask me exactly what, what a farmer's color is, but it's, they're, they're definitely different. It's some sort of metallic, but not really a metallic. You haven't got a clue, have you? I can't describe it. No, I, I cannot describe <laughs> it. I just know it is one hell of a wild color. That's all. All right. Uh, no links. John did not provide links for you guys to see what color he's trying unsuccessfully to describe. <laughs> Just saying. Uh-huh. Holy shoot. And they've gone and changed their website too. So <laughs> I won't find that quickly. <laughs> How are you going to match it if you don't know what color it is? Oh, I've already got it. I ordered it a long time ago from uh, Jameson at Skill Finishes. Ah, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not worried about that part. Part is just the, you know, the, the memory upstairs here, the, the non-digital memory. <laughs> That's why we put show notes in, in links. Anyway. Well, I didn't think you were going to ask those questions. When people don't tell me they're going to ask questions, I don't know what they're going to do. He was the one to put the special Buick GSX in. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move yeah, on. Yeah, we'll move on. We'll That's move okay. On. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a resin shaker hood and scoop for the modern Challenger, which is for a replica of Todd's one of Todd one of the three challengers that my friend Todd, who passed away 
what, late last year? So I can build it and scale. There you go. Are you building it as a tribute and like giving it to his wife or something or just keeping it for yourself? No wife. No wife. Hmm. Smart guy. <laughs> he was never home long enough to have a wife. That, that has never stopped anybody from having a significant other. Mm, no, but. And you know what? Happily married people, the ones that aren't home to get in trouble. <laughs> oh boy. I, believe me, I work from home and my wife, uh, with cancer does not work at the moment. And, uh, we are within the same box, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Trust me. I'm starting to look at ways to, uh, you know, uh, get my truck license so I can get out of the house. Mm -hmm. Sure. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure how Coco would do driving on my lap. Well, Todd had a basset town with him. Oh, come on. That's a little too, uh, smoking the bandit, isn't it? Yes. Where did Todd live? Georgia. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't see the, you, you're seeing the, the connections here, right? Eastbound and out. Yep. Eastbound and down. Oh, each eastbound and down. That's it. It's been a yep. while since I saw that. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. You got all kinds of stuff. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll keep me busy for a while. You had an expensive oh. um, month, my friend. Well, some of it, like the little excavator, was ordered January, December. So it's just all catching up with me. That's all. Mm. All right. Cool. Lots of stuff mm -hmm. to keep you busy. Mm -hmm. If only you could spend five minutes to finish off your Ferrari. Just saying. Would you like me to go do that right now, Justin? No. Or would you like me to continue talking with you? Oh, somebody's a little sassy this morning. Mm. That's the coffee talking. Oh. <laughs> hey, I did something, John. I finished a model. Are you allowed to say that word? I am. I am. I fin I, and I finished the meatball build before the deadline. Yeah, well, mine's going to be finished before the deadline too, but, uh, mm, I finished mine like three weeks ago. So, hmm. ta-da, ta -da. uh, the little, I had to midget to which apparently nobody likes it. Cause you know, if you post that on Instagram, it's like silence. I, I mean, a few people liked it, but, uh, apparently they like, uh, muscle cars more. So I'm building a muscle car now. Hmm. Sort of. There you go. I started on a tester's rebox of the AMX kit, which was an original. Who, who was the original on that one, John? That was, um, Johan. Johan. That was the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I tell you what, um, how do I say this as nicely as I can? Uh, the bodies aren't bad, but Jesus Christ is the, uh, in the mechanics on it. Kludgy as heck. Nothing fits together well. Ugh. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's ugh. so. Uh, this will be one that lives with its uh, hood down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not terribly impressed by the quality of the insides, but uh, I think uh, the body looks pretty good. I te I tester snot. I I encountered tester snot in new places. I had a can of the testers model master whatever you call it 
Um, open it up and one coat with look lacquer. Nope. Nope. The other stuff, the, um, model master. Yeah. The, the ones that are the, uh, true color ones that are the the factory color ones. Oh, the automotive colors or something like that. Yeah. The the gray ones, but I opened it up and the whole inside of the cap was filled with snot. So I had to change colors and I went with a, uh, root beer color from the one shop. It looks pretty good, actually. Got a little bit more sanding to do on that, but I'm, I'm kind of happy with it. It's just a quick build, so I'm not too worried about it, but it's, it's nice. It's nice. Hey, speaking of which, um, testers, rumors they're jacking up their prices by as much as 100%. Something like that. That's what I've heard anyway. Um, we shall see, basically. What do you figure was behind Although that? Oh, I did. Do, now, wait. Wait, I did. Now, wait a minute. I saw something on Facebook. Yes, I know it's Facebook. I saw something on Facebook yesterday. Somebody, somebody went and bought a whole, whole lot at his local Hobby Lobby. All but one were the regular price, if you will, for the, for the paint. Mm-hmm. This, the last one, the one, the one that wasn't the regular price was $9 for it. For what? For the spray can of testers. Oof. Yeah. I'm assuming that's U.S. dollars, right? Yes, definitely U.S. dollars. Yep. Uh, maybe just has a ripoff place like my, um. No, it was, little... it was either, it was either a Hobby Lobby or the, or Michael's, I forget which, but. Yeah, I, I pay 14 bucks for, uh, Timia spray paint now. So, hey, uh, nine bucks doesn't look so bad. <laughs> No, welcome to captive market. Captive market. Yeah. That's one way about it. My book, they want to get a, he who owns testers wants to get a, get out of the hobby market in my book, but that's me. Maybe it's uh, just, who knows? I mean, apart from the lacquer with the crappy cans, maybe, maybe they're building better cans now that would be worth the, the extra money. Um, if they were going to make Tamiya quality paint and Tamiya quality cans, that's a big if. Yeah. If, 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 if you idiot, that's why you're not finding the color you're looking for. Are you surfing the net, John? Uh, I'm still trying to find that Cadillac color. It doesn't matter. We moved on. It does to me. We moved on my friends. Oh, darn. Okay. Uh, Next you're going to, you're going to print it out, right? Am I going to print it out? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I just wanted the name. That's all. It bothers me when I can't remember the name of color. That's mm. all. I got some anyway. mail, John. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I got the Hasegawa Suzuki Jimny with a camp girl figure. Mm. The figure's actually not too bad. It's not too objectionable. Still a girl. I still have problems with that. Not, but, too, um, not too objectionable. Well, You'd be happier if it was a guy. Sure. I'd be fine with a guy. Um, this, this one though is actually one of those that kind of fits in. It's, it's, it's not bad. Um, and the little Jimny is so cute. It's, I kind of had to do it. Sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an older one. It's, it's just a really cute little, I, I think it'll be a fun little build. I got a, a Tamiya Brabham BT 46. That comes with Studio 27 decals for a different and less common paint scheme. 
So there you go. I hadn't seen this before until I got this. And it's really kind of cool. And what is the what is the untypical paint scheme? Um, you know how the Tamiya Brabham has the it's red with the blue bluish and black stripes on it? Vaguely. This is red with white. So it's it was I think the South African Grand Prix where they ran that. Ah. Again, it's very, very specific, but hey, it's cool. And let's face it, the decals that were in that vintage kit ain't doing so well on their own. I still have them, but no, uh, I don't, I doubt they will do well. <laughs> yeah. The only problem I've got is I got to do a whole bunch of masks to, um, the, the decals are great, but then I have to paint in the line that the decals are. So I'm going to have to figure out how to cut a mask for that. <laughs> First world problems. Uh huh. I I'll probably have to, cause I don't actually have a photocopier. So if I need anything, I just scan it with my phone now, right? For work, my workflow's changed. So I got to figure out a way to scan that and print it to scale so that I can then use that as a template for mm. cutting it out. Print it. Or, hmm. well, to scale. It, like it has to be a perfect reproduction, right? Mm-hmm. Photocopy. In, in other words, it's photocopy. Yeah, but I don't have photocopier, so. Your printer doesn't do that? You don't have a three-in-one or four-in-one or? Nope. I have oh. a proper color laser printer. It uh, does okay. It does one job and it does one job really well. I do have a, a scanner, a flatbed scanner somewhere around that does very, very high quality stuff. And I guess I could dig that out, but uh, part of me is just thinking, I have no idea where that is since the move because I just use a PDF app on my phone for most of the business stuff that I need to use. Ah, uh, okay. That's well, if that solves the problem, then that's all right. Mm, that's for business stuff. There. Um, anyway, and then the final thing I got was an Aoshima Copen, which is a cute little car that I know absolutely nothing about apart from Kiel knows someone in his neighborhood that has one. And that you find it cute. And that it's cute. Uh, do you know anything about these? Who makes them or anything like that? Aren't they Suzuki? I have no idea. As I say, it uh, was kind of a, a cute little, it kind of looks like a little baby Audi, you know? It's yeah. Like a baby Audi TT. Yeah. TT. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe a little, got a little bit of that, uh, modern beetle convertible look into it. So it's yeah, if you cute. Yeah. If you have the convertible, yeah, I was just Googling it. Sorry, it's not Suzuki. It's Daihatsu makes the Copen. Oh, that'll match my midget. Oh, there you go. You know, that is a sentence that I hope nobody ever cuts out and uses on its own without <laughs> context. <laughs> yeah, boy. I, oh, boy, John. Oh, boy. So, yes, it's a Daihatsu. That's there's, cute, a, there's a picture of one, actually, that's painted vaguely to resemble an Audi. It's got, uh, you know, uh, lo the lower part of the body is painted, well, say, let's say dark. It may be black. It may be gunmetal. Then it carries up over wheel over the wheel arches and pretty good looking. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was uh, quite a nice little, that was a surprise one that uh, came out of that. So I was really, really happy. So yeah, there's, there's, there's all I've got. And then I bought some stupidly expensive $14, a, a can paint from my local guy. And you never know, because again, sketchy stuff, man. He's sitting there with a little calculator, so you can't even see what anything costs. 
he does it all by hand and then just tells you what the total is. It's like, dude, I want to see how much you're bringing in, but when you need paint and he's the, well, I wouldn't, I was going to say he's the only person in town. Uh, he's not even in town. He's the only person in the next town or the next city. <laughs> yeah. What a hassle. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I think the next time I do a coast run, I'll be coming back with cases and cases of Tamiya paints. Mm-hmm. And the pickup bed full of models. Uh, no, we're, I, I can order models online. It's the paints that become more problematic. The extra cab full of models then? I mean, you yeah. have a back seat, right? Do you know how many models I have uh, bought since I moved into this place? Remember last year I spent a whole summer getting rid of models? <laughs> um, I bought a whole bunch more. Different mm -hmm. ones, but uh, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I'm running out of space, so no more, no more significant models. It's got to be good to get me good or well cheap, because um, yeah. <laughs> cheap and interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly uh, I'm a typical modeler in the fact that ooh look shiny cheap. I'm going for that. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> All right, John. What's that new in the hobby? I've. Uh, uh. Sort of cut down the list a little bit for some of the stuff that I think we've already talked so about. Anything that's highlighted is not to be talked about, right? Unless you have anything you want to talk about, particularly for them. No, I don't. I don't think so. I just, the first one that you've highlighted to me, I'm thinking we've talked about that before. Mm, that was a while ago. Okay. Good enough. Anyway, I'll, I'll take your word on it because while I'm on these meds, <laughs> the memory is not what it should be. I can tell you that much. Anyway, I handed it this in a month ago, <laughs> the near future Revell Kits, third quarter of 2022. There's a picture on my thought key that I borrowed and uploaded to my thought key. So you can go have a look at these things. This would include the likes of the 70 view with GSX, the 69 Camaro among, and there's four others that I can't work. Just working on memory here without clicking the link. If I click the link, click the link, click the link. Oh, there's the 71 olds, 442 W30, the 32 Ford Roadster, the 77, 79 Camaro Z28, the 85 Camaro Z28, <laughs> the 70 Plymouth Roadrunner, uh, the 55 Chevy Bel Air, and the little Mac R. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything get you excited off that? Mm, I don't need the 70 Roadrunner. I'll need one or two of those. And of course, I need the the old 442. There's no questions there about that. Don't you have those already? This is 70, 71 442. The, 70, the previous version of the Olds was a Cutlass Supreme and it was a 72. It looks the same. Uh, the, other, what, the other is actually a convertible. This is a coupe. All right. Sure. No problem. It's muscle your car. kind of thing. That's right. Sure. It's muscle car. Mm -hmm. As for the, as for the 70, as for the 70 road runner, that's, I can't, I can't stop with just one of those. Sorry. Kit builds too mm -hmm. nicely. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Volkswagen T2 camper. Easy click. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A West, a Westphalia with the pop-up um, bug screen. Yeah, looks pretty cool. Camper, camper pop up bug bug screen thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it does look cool. I, I I like that. After you see the after you see the price of it, you might change your you might change your ideas of it. But oh, expensive. Mm, oh, it's anything cheap in today's world. That's true. Mm -hmm. Only me. 
<laughs> us modelers in general are cheap, but <laughs> the world around us is going to heck. <laughs> That's about it. All right, what else we got? We have an Italian Mercedes-Benz G230 firefighting vehicle. In other words, a gallon of wagon. Okay. This is a Fruerware. The big G-Wagon. Mm. You, must, you must have seen those in Vancouver. I've seen them here on the streets of Magog, and I'm uh, an hour and a half, two hours from Montreal. Oh, yeah. They're, they're out and about. but uh, They have rather impressive street presence. They're not in... Not in fire livery, though. Oh, they're not in fire. No, no. And this would, of course, be the original, the original designed as was designed for the German military. Hmm. I'm just looking at this and wondering because I think I have a Ravel version of this one. Did they, did they make a version Ravel Germany? And is it the same? I don't know whose whose original tool is it. Who who originally tooled it? Ravel artillery. I don't artillery. Excuse me. Don't know exactly who tooled it originally, but somebody's it is somebody's it is a plastic kit of somebody I'm sorry it's one of those two who did it i it could it probably is ravel who did it originally i mean it's, it's german it's got you know markings for the german fire service probably is ravel um i'm just reading about this this kit hmm. comes with a japanese manual that's interesting which is odd that's what the text says anyway. Well, yeah, but you have to remember this is the website to Hobby Search and Hobby Search will. Uh, maybe they're at their own Japanese manual so you can yeah, actually that, figure it out. So that the, yes, the, so the Japanese can actually figure it out. Oh. Yeah, Japanese manual. Hmm, that's interesting. Japanese people are smart. They probably got it all figured out before we do. Possibly. Hey, I'm, I'm running North American tooling on my latest build. Trust me. I miss my Japanese kits. <laughs> the quality is so different. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I left this one in to talk about the Brabham BT46. Parmalax. So this is, a, this is a standard color that they raced in. The red with the blue. You see the blue mm -hmm. and the black stripes. Uh, the Tamiya version that I have has a completely different, it's still red, but it's got, uh, big white stripes all the way down it. So, and the whole back of it is kind of white. So it's, it's different, quite a lot different than this. This is the, this is the normal one. So pretty cool. If you want one mm -hmm. of these, apparently you can get a new one. 55 euro from spot model though. So, um, mm -hmm. I think I got a much better deal on mine with the extra part, uh, the extra decals. Probably did. Probably did. Moving on, Fujimi 124 scale Ferrari 599 GTB Fiorano. Haven't seen this one around in a while. This uh, was early 2000s, I think they came out with this one. And uh, it's nice to see them. There's a few that they are re releasing, and this is one of the nice ones too. Not one of the more popular Ferraris, but a nice Ferrari. No, but yeah, that would be a good way to put it. But hmm. anyway could talk about the next two as a pair yeah fujimi 124 scale di tomaso di tomaso pantera gts and di tomaso pantera a regular version these regular. are just a re-release that's coming back out lovely to see i built the regular version not the gts version um and it's it builds really nicely 
Okay, that's that's what I needed to know. I'll probably have to get one or one or the other of this. Yeah, because uh, I've I've always had a thing for the Pantera's. Yeah, the regular Pantera has has a great look to it. I built what was it? The Tamiya had a Pantera GTS, I believe, back in the day, and it was kind of like one of those snap kits slash. Oh. Um, that you remember the ones where they used to have like the little uh, motor in it? It was one of those, and it was kludgy. But uh, yeah, the the Pantera itself looks is the one I built this kit of. It's really nice. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about the next three as one. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Fujimi one twenty four scale, a nineteen sixty six Ford GT forty Mark two, twenty four hours longs, black number two, Golf number nine, red number three, or number six cars. Bingo. Two different kits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> two, three, six, nine. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's like my lot of numbers just came up, isn't it? There you go. I wish. 55 million last night or on Friday night and I didn't get it. Oh. Would have been nice. Dang. Yeah, that would uh, that would do lots for me too. Mm. So the uh, GT40 has been around for years and it's a fairly simplified kit. I'm guessing they are probably uh, bringing out the popularity of the main kit and trying to sell a few kits at the same time. I'd say um, so. Nothing against this kit. Uh, just, hey, I'm assuming that almost everybody has one of these by now. So uh, if you don't, I don't, it's an option. I, I have no GT40s. Well, you like muscle cars. But I like the GT40 too. Why don't you have one? <laughs> I missed it last time it was out. How did you miss it? It was out for like a decade. Anyway. Changing interests. Back then, I had no interest in the GT40. Now I have interest in GT40. I guess what? Now you can buy one. Yes, I see that. Good. Yeah. All right. It's costing me money this week. Mm -hmm. Good. This is another kit that you need to get to. You're assuming I don't already have it. That's two, uh, the 288 GTO, the modern. What's that? Fujimi 125th scale Ferrari 288 GTO. That's the, the first of the modern supercars, isn't it? Are considered to be one of the first. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of the grand, the, the granddaddy of, or the daddy of the F40. Um, it sort of brought in a whole new generation of, of performance. And it just looked good, Stu. It looks like Magnum's car or the car from Magnum PI, the 512, but doesn't perform anything at all like Magnum's car, right? Doesn't look like it. Doesn't kind look of, like it? No, not really. Sort not of really? a little bit. It's, it's kind of got a similar nose, but it's the same basic idea. Just got a lot more vents. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> this thing looks beefy in comparison to Magnum's car. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a chunky boy car. Yeah. I have the Italeri version of the kit. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. then. Don't need to get this one. Get it. Yeah. Don't need to. And what you still get are two different things. Hmm. That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh fujimi 124 scale ferrari f12 berlinetta yeah so this is anything in that series that they were releasing yeah it has popped up again so the f12 was one of those that they did lovely car i still haven't figured out how to do the side pods on it because painting them is a nightmare and then gluing them in mm. so oh, over the the rear wheel, or sorry, the front wheel by the A-pillar. Mm -hmm. 
there the car itself actually uh, is in two parts so i don't know if you can see it uh, over the over the wheels there's a, a, a hump that has um, an external sort of oh, panel on it. Yeah, and then there's the hood, which I assume has the pieces that fit down on the sides. Yeah, so uh, you the, that that panel glues on after the fact. And then the doors, and then the doors are separate too. Uh, no, doors are should be. I don't. I think the doors are one piece on this. Yeah, but they're they're not part of the body. You have to put them on separate. Hmm. Yeah, but you can glue those on this easy enough. But yes, it's certainly a bit of a challenge to build. I've got this kit and kind of, uh, I don't know. How do, you, how do you paint and how do you build and how do you put it together? Always a question of yeah, what we do. Yeah, all there on that sprue. The front end, the doors, the hood, the mirrors, and those little panels. Whoa. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not messing with that one. Let's mess with the next one. Let's mess with the next one. The next one is a Fujimi 124 scale Ferrari Dino 246 GT, which I'm assuming means Gran Turismo. Technically, it's not a Ferrari Dino. It's just a Dino. No, it's Dino 246 GT. You're right. Yes. It is uh, sort of mislabeled. And but Enzo, tr Enzo truthfully opposed the fact of calling it a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Didn't have enough cylinders. Yeah. <sighs> Good thing he doesn't uh, watch Formula One now, huh? Oh God! <laughs> he, pardon, he'd turn over in his grave. <clears throat> Probably would. Uh, lovely kit, though. Do you have this one? No, I don't have a Dino. You need a Dino. Probably. Every 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 time I see one on TV with Wayne Carini on his show on the Car Channel, whatever whatever they're currently calling it, he's it seems like he's always coming across a Dino here, there, and everywhere. And it's, oh God, those cars are beautiful. They are in the person. They're, they're small too, surprisingly small. Oh, yes, I know because Wayne himself is not a terribly tall fellow. I think he's 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and he, it all looks proportioned perfectly for him. <laughs> the last trip I had down to LA, pre-pandemic times, um, we went up to the beach and as we're looking for parking, uh, there's one right in front of me. I'm trying oh, to park God. without, you know, you're parking a rental car, which, you know, you park those by Braille. Um, you, <laughs> well, you could, but I wouldn't. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. You just slam it in there. You know, you, you drive it hard, put it away wet. Um, but uh, yeah, that was one of those parked on the street right in front of me. It was absolutely gorgeous. Mm. I drooled a little bit. As long as you only drooled. I was with the family. That's all okay. I could do. All right. Good enough. All right. What's next? Okay, yeah, I might need that. Dang, this is getting me expensive this time. I know how I know how it feels feels for you most times now. Print Labs decals 124 scale for the 1984 Porsche 911 SCRS Rothman sponsorship to go with the Nunu kit. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Mm -hmm. uh, fairly sparse, but this is just, I guess, the ones that are missing. The ones that are missing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Ken picked up some uh, aftermarket ones not too long ago. I thought these would be the same ones, but I don't think so. Print Lab is only available. I think Print Lab is only available from Spot Models. So, mm. unless he ordered from them, it is possibly did. Anyway, getting away from from staying just with kits in this section, there's uh, AK has come out with a interactive Super Chrome paint. I've seen this advertised. I've got no idea what it is what is it's, it tell me here do i need it or not 
you might need it. Um, you've heard of Bob Downey, right? Uh, yes. In the, in the hobby press, he likes the stuff and it does a better, better than Malto for representing Chrome on a model. Hmm. And you can airbrush it. You can brush it. At least I think you can. It's been a week or two since I recall reading anything about it, but yeah. So you might want it. I don't know. For me, I look at that. It's like, yeah, but then I've seen, I see the price. It's like, Ooh, baby. That's not bad. It's uh 17. Uh, it's worse here. And yeah, but it comes to Canada. I've seen a Canadian price on that and said, eh, yeah, no. <laughs> what was the Canadian price? Don't ask the price. I just, that I don't, I'm just saying, don't ask me the Canadian price. I don't recall. Oh, I just okay. recall saying, Ooh, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, then. Just one of those things. I may have it. I may have may be able to tell you the price, but it will require looking on the internet. You don't want me to do that, so. No, it's not very exciting to listen to no. you. D-Class, 124 skill, Renault Estefet window masks. This is not something we see the aftermarket for for model cars very often, but it would be nice if everybody... If there was one company that was willing to be able to do this for all the cars, because the one thing that really got me on my Ravel Ferrari La Ferrari was the blackout window trim. Man, no clearly defined edge and just, oh, I hate that. Now somebody would make masks for it. Mm, that would make it so much easier. And here's Decal Ass doing it for the Renault Estefet. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking mm -hmm. at you. They do a whole bunch of these. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I thought this would be a good one to talk about. They got a whole bunch of little stuff as well, but they do have uh, masks and all kinds of neat stuff. So yeah, spot model, uh, throw more money at them. Tell them they mm -hmm. came from us. Uh, give me deals. Yes, and and definitely definitely get the Super Chrome from them because I just quickly, while Justin's talking, I looked, I found the Canadian price for the Super Chrome from my Canadian supplier, and it's $35. Oof. <clears throat> oof, oof, oof. Oof, 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 yeah. Okay, Aoshima, 124 skill, the Brian James A4 auto transport trailer. I think we've mentioned this before, but... We've mentioned it before, but this kit is supposed to be just wow, so yep. it deserves mentioning again. I mean, it's... I've yet, is it out now? It should be, yes. If I, not the section I have it listed in here in the show notes, as an out now. Because we haven't is passed. Available now, yes. We are still in that section, so it's cool. available now. Yeah. Cool. And it's, it's one of those things, if I believe I've seen the Canadian price and it was something in the range of a model truck cab, you know, $50, $60, $70 in that range. And if that, for that, for what's just essentially a, a glorified trailer to go behind a pickup, that seems kind of steep, but. Hey, that's me. <laughs> got good details. Yeah, it's got good. It looks great, though. I just mm -hmm. haven't, I don't know anybody who's had one. And <laughs> oh, you got to be so. a trailblazer, John. Mm, trailblazer. Tra blazing trails cost money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You're loaded. You got lots. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the next, the next two, actually, I guess. Yeah, the Aoshima 124 scale 74 Walter Wolf Kuntash version one and the 1970 
six Walter Wolf Quintash version two. Do you know the difference between the two? Well, I can see the visual differences in the stripe packages, or and you should be able to too. I wondered when I was putting them in. I said, "Well, what's the difference?" And well, there is a difference. If you look at version one, there is a flag or something underneath the headlight. Okay, so it's just a decal difference. Yeah, and on version version two, that. That's version one again, John. You got to pay attention to what you're doing. Or maybe I got the same level. There's the and on version two, it's above the headlight and it's the, well, it's a variation of Knivig. Yeah, Walter Wolf was a Canadian, so. Canadian who was into Formula One. Yeah, I have uh, the Formula One kit. The reason I'm kind of interested in this, I um, was asking that question if you knew what the difference was. Uh, I have the Fujimi Walter Wolf Countess. Ah. And I've thought it would be lovely to do the Formula One Walter mm -hmm. Wolf car and the Countess together as as sort of a, a a display piece. Yeah, I wouldn't. That would look good, especially if they're the same scale. But mm. yeah, mm. I, you know, it, I think it still look good. Anyway, I was just <laughs> curious. Okay, uh, Ashima, you know, again doing things that other people have done, and then hopefully doing it a little bit better. No, yeah, you'd hope so. And and as a Canadian, I kind of like it that, that they're doing something that means something to us Canadians. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though I am in, I am in French Canada, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's politics. <laughs> Aoshima 124 scale Vertex JZX100 Mark II Tour 5 1998. And it says Toyota. Okay. I uh, left this in because we have one friend down in One Australia friend we know of. One contributor to the Model this. Car Podcast on Facebook who likes to build the, the Japanese sedans. This one's for you. <laughs> this one's for you. Oh, man, that's bad. What? And also from Aoshima and 124 Skills, the MCR BNR 34 Skyline GTR 2002 from Nissan. So we got two things right there. It's a Skyline and it's a GTR. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and it's red. <laughs> it's red. 30, Holy uh, shoot. R34. That's a nice looking, nice looking kit. I'm not sure about mm -hmm. the nose job on it though. Mm. That front spoiler is uh, not the nicest, but uh, it's, it's a special version of it. We had to, we had, we haven't talked about Skyline for a couple of weeks, so we had to bring it in. I haven't talked about them for at least a month, but oh well. <laughs> Couple weeks. Coming in May, the Platts Nudu 124 scale BMW 1990 BMW M3 E30 Group A Intertech class winner at Fuji with masking sheet. Looks pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. 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 The M3, yeah, I like that one little square, can, but, but they were back then. So, Yeah, well, that's the whole point of an M3 is, you know, 1990 M3 was a pretty square time in our life, John. <laughs> 1990, I was mm, 22. <laughs> were you square in 1990, John? Probably. Hmm. Although well, one could argue that I'm still square because I'm still living in Quebec, but uh, that goes into joke territory that you would not know. I'd have to explain everything. I was going to say, I, I, 
of of all the problems, I I don't think Quebec is the one. I don't know. And and I'd have to speak French. I'd have to speak French to explain it. Okay, never mind. You don't that. want me to do that then. No, 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 we don't. <laughs> Next one's cool too. Coming in July is the. Oops, I didn't. Is it oops? Oops. I yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Okay, it's. Uh, yeah, I got the name. It's the name of the company. It just threw me. It's the Inter Allied. That's the manufacturer of the kit 2020 Honda Civic Type R metal and resin kit. That's mm-hmm. cool. That is mm-hmm. very, very cool. This car is so ugly that it's kind of cool. Yes, I agree. But uh, yeah, it's it's like everything that Subaru did well, Honda added their own uh, styling cues to and mm-hmm. tried to recreate it. But uh, yeah, I I actually like this. Uh, and it's not terribly priced either. Oh, really? $75 US or $73 US, I should say? It's resin. It's uh, modelers. Yeah, I know, but still. Yeah, true. True. The last modelers resin kit I got was probably three times that, John. Oh, jeez. Okay. I shouldn't complain then. No, for a resin kit, that's actually a really good price. I could definitely see myself picking up one of those. Uh-oh. Look out. Cool. Somebody's, I may be wanting one or two kits, but at least they're plastic. You're going resin, man. That's more expensive. Ah, yeah, well, I got to spend all that big podcasting money, John. Ah, there you go. Spend it all in one. All right. Uh, Shizu, Shizuoku. Shizuoku. Did you spell that right? Shiz- I think so. I don't think so. Okay. Hey, it's Japanese. Just because I can pronounce it doesn't mean I can spell it. Okay. Anyway, the show was on. Yes, 2020, 2020. Yeah, the 2022 show in Japan was on, and lots of new kits got announced, mm-hmm. including, well, there's a there's a generic set from here from Hasegawa showing you everything they're doing. We're, there's also a few other more you know specific. The Nissan Pulsar race car is being, Justin's lost the first link. He's looking at everything. <laughs> no, I'm just seeing what we want to talk about. Okay. There's lots of stuff on here. A lot of the mm-hmm. stuff we've actually already talked about. Yeah, some of so we have talked about. nothing too, too exciting. Until you see some of it, and then it's like, oh, goodness gracious me. <laughs> What's the second one down there, John? The 2022 new. It's kind of like um, a two-door coupe. You, re- you realize you can click on that photo and make it bigger, right? I also realize this is Japanese and I don't read Japanese. Yeah, and I do. Well, you were the so one that put in the show notes, so I'm assuming that you had more of a reference. Do we don't. Something XE. Yeah, that's about all I can say, too. 117 Something. XE. Might be yeah. Japanese kit by the looks of it. Well, by the look of the crest on the on the grill, I'd say it's Japanese, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just curious. It looks pretty cool. Only yeah, 3D CAD at the moment. Hmm. Uh, please go to our show notes. Uh, show notes for this episode, modelcar.show slash podcast slash 086. Uh, then you can actually click on the links and follow along with what we don't have a clue about either. <laughs> Okay, the fun part, seeing the Nissan Pulsar race car build up, 
Wow. Um, <laughs> that's that's actually uh, much more impressive looking than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to uh, getting my hands on one of those at some point. Kind of figured you'd say that. And also the next one, too. Oh, the Pulsar? We, oh, the Mr. 2. No, the, the MR2. Yeah, Mr. 2, the Toyota MR2. Yeah, that's. I have to admit, that's looking pretty good. And I know that one of our Slack members, um, <clears throat> Jeff Johnston, had a full-size one. So hmm. whether if it's a first-gen car or second-generation car, I don't recall, but uh, he might want the model. Yep, a friend of mine had one of these as well. It was a lot of fun. The weirdest part was there was nowhere for him to upgrade his speakers because the car is so small. Mm -hmm. So he had a tube subwoofer in between the seats, which was the <laughs> the car. The car was the car because that's all you heard. He was driving along. Anyway, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days where there where there was no you had no money, but you had no worries either. Uh, that's about it. That's about I it. had worries. I had worries. Okay. I always have worries. No. All right. Uh, next Toyota. Meh. No, no. 1993 Toyota Carina E race car. It looks like a Camry on steroids, but it's still a Camry. Yeah, it does. But yeah, but the paint job is attractive if you ask me. <laughs> All right. No? Okay. You, can, you can do that one. Not going to, but I, it it drew drew enough attention that I was like, huh, that's not bad looking. Aoshima <laughs> mm. Liberty Walks Lamborghini Murcielago. It's interesting because I have one of the other LBW, one of the I think it's a Hurricane, the new one. So they've gone mm -hmm. back and they've retrofit this. This mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm wondering how much of this is a crossover with their what is it the SVR. Um, because they've already got a kit out that looks quite like this, but I like it. I have the other one, so I might have to make a matching pair. <laughs> okay. Nunu, Alfa Romeo 155, touring car, all new. This will get a lot of people excited because to me, it hasn't done anything with theirs in a long time. No, and theirs is not the touring car. Theirs is the one step up, isn't it? Yeah, the DTC, I think it is. Yeah, that's it. So not quite the same thing, but similar. And well, you might want to build, get one of each and mm -hmm. build a matching pair. If you get what I mean. I'm wondering if you might even be able to build this one stock. Mm, maybe. Well, isn't there a roll cage or something in it that you, uh, we can see in the photo? No. All you can see is a, oh, a right. block of plastic. It's not that one. Right. There was one other one that I looked at and said, hmm. Oh, well, no, guess not. Now this one, I believe already has your interest. Oh, where do I throw my money for this one, John? <laughs> Nunu is releasing a Rover SD1, which to me is like, huh? What the heck is this? And why are both you and Ken Nesbitt into this car so bad? Uh, this was a, so it's an English Rover. Rover. Uh, and Linky no worky to bring us there. But anyway. Yeah, I see uh, that. Rover 3500 is a English V8 3.5 liter uh, SD1 from British Leyland in uh, probably late 70s, early 80s. It was a workhorse of a car. It was beautiful. It, uh, that engine on it, um, I think it was the same basic engine that was in the Land Rovers and all of the British Leyland stuff. It was, it was a bit of a, a workhorse, a power horse. So yeah, um, 
lovely, lovely car. And unfortunately, you know, they kind of died off with limited production. And at that point, uh, British Leyland was having some issues with quality. Uh, you know, it was the, the end of the last true great British cars. But I, I really want to get one of those or two of those. Or three. Nah. No. Okay. I don't have enough space. Okay. This one I hinted at last time. I had no picture of it. If you recall me mentioning about, mm -hmm. about a racing Mazda RX-7. It's the, again from Nunu, the 24 Hours Le Mans Mazda RX-7 race car. So now mm -hmm. you can actually see what the darn thing looks like. And it doesn't mm -hmm. much look like an RX-7, does it? You can kind of see it. But it's you can kind of see it in the greenhouse, bits. but that's that's about it. <laughs> and the door. Yeah, and the, and the nose. Yeah, vaguely, but. No RX-7 needs to have all those louvers. <laughs> no stock RX-7 needs those louvers. Oh, come on. You've got some 25-year-old kid that lives at home and is into these at some point that says, you know what? I've been to Canadian Tire. I've picked up all of the double windshield wiper things and the chrome accents. What else do I do to my car? I know. I'll put louvers on it. There's no hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. What, whatever. Moving on, the new, new BMW 320i Group 5 car. Mm. Mm. Let's see if the linky worky on this one now, we're back to the same place. Oh, we are? Darn. Well, I fixed the linky on the first one. Ah, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about okay. that. That's fine. This is uh, one of the Batmobile-looking cars. I think that's the one, right? The BMW. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's about... Vaguely Batmobile, those fat fenders that <laughs> no BMW ever came from the factory with. It's got an air dam and it's got uh, a, a rear wing. Looks like, I think to me, I had one of these for a while. One of the least BMW? popular ones. But... A BMW? Yeah. I don't know about that. but Somebody had one. Okay. All right. We got rumors. Rumors. Rumored new, new projects. Yes. Well, I don't think they're rumored when you can actually see pieces of plastic on the table. Well, until this point, they were rumors. This just confirms ah, okay. the rumors now. Got there it. There you go. Corrected Linky. All right. Good. Good. So the, the nice people at home can see what I can't. <laughs> you can see it now if you go look at it. Uh, I'm not going back. You're not going to do that. I know no, you're not. That that looks cool. There's a one twelve ninety nine T, uh, Formula One car. Mm -hmm, Love mm -hmm. that. Uh, the only thing missing is the camel decals. That would be a first for our friends at Nunu to do a Formula One car. And something big like that too, one twelve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Very mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. As a new bike on there, I'm not sure what that is. That's a RGZF. Suzuki. Oh, and there's a bunch of metal parts mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the Formula One car too. Mm -hmm. mm, that Formula One car looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you see on the on the right there? Paints. Yeah. That's yeah. what this looks like. They're going to come out with the proper Lotus color paint mm -hmm. for the. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Anyway, cool. <laughs> there you go, spend Justin's, spending Justin's money again. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. and we got another Liberty Walk thing, too. Yeah, and, and oh, it's... The, I'm going to have to have them all. The Aoshima Liberty Walks Lamborghini Aventador. Oh, maybe that's one I have already. I don't know. 
You know, when you got too many kids, you can't remember what you actually have, John. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't have that problem at this time. Really? You have mm -hmm. more kids than I do. Mm -hmm. But I have a general idea. I mean, if I had something like a Liberty Walks car, I would know which versions I had. But I don't have any Liberty Walks cars, so. Yeah, but I, I bet you don't know all the muscle cars you have. It's easier to tell you which muscle cars I don't have. Mm. Mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, new, new Volvo S40. So this is a newer Volvo. Yes. This is the sexy one where they took the toy out of the box and kept the toy and threw away the box. Wow. Sort of. Sort of. It's still kind of square. It's still kind of square, but you know something that I looked at that and said, oh, that, that's calling to me. So. I have the other new, new one. So I have the 240. So this might have to go with it. Yeah. I thought you might do that. Ah, <laughs> crap, John. Uh-huh. Ooh, uh -huh. hello. Hello. Thunderstorm. <laughs> ah. First rumble of thunder. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to, I'm not actually going to blame you for starting the thunder then. No, 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 no. Oh man. That's a good one too. Still going on. <laughs> No, no, BMW. Mm. This is mm -hmm. a very weird one. Yes. That's a fairly modern car. And that's the one I was thinking of. I can see the roll cage in it. So it's a race car. Mm -hmm. Whether you can build it in stock or not, that's a good question. That's the one I was thinking of a few minutes ago when I was thinking you could, uh, for the Alfa Romeo. Looks like what, a 5 Series? 540, something like that? I'm going to guess that. Probably yes. an M5, yeah, maybe. Might be an M5. They didn't say, so I can't say, and I certainly don't know BMWs well enough to be able to look at it and say, this is this. It's one of the ones before the big um, grill nose job thing yeah, the, done yeah. to the modern ones. The nostrils. Like crap. Yeah, nostrils. looks like crap. Yes. This one looks good. Okay. Uh, Ravel had promised an Audi e-tron, which is, of course, Audi's electronic car. Mm -hmm. So we have a model of one. And this is our first first look at it. Is this Ravel? Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm. I would definitely I I I wanted one from the beginning, so I still want one now. It'll look great beside my BMW i8 <clears throat> when I get that one built. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh those jobs. Oh, the nose job. Yes, every, the, the, everybody is nuts about this who's seen it. Meng is doing a new car kit, the BMW Z4 M40i. Or so, I mm -hmm. suppose it's M4.0. I, I have no idea. It's a Don't BMW. Know. Yeah, same here. I'm assuming it's the M40i, but uh, who knows? Well, the box no says M40i, so there's no point. There's no nothing, so. Yeah. Uh, looks looks pretty good. This is kind of in the transition of noses for BMW. It's uglier than the one we talked about before, but it's still not as bad as the 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 modern ones that I've seen. Yeah, the current cars are no, they're not helping themselves. Lovely. I I saw this and I'm kind of excited about it. Meng, though, I have to see what the price point is because these guys can get expensive and over detailed in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I have one Ming, the F-250, and <laughs> I have no desire for a BMW by Ming. Well, that's okay. Mm -hmm. you, you can buy mine. All right. You, uh, you can buy it and send it over to me. That's fine, too. Well, I could have done that with something else, but you said, no, 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 no. Okay. 
No, it's all good. I'd already got it sorted. I'd already, but yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you already it. got it sorted, but I bought it thinking you were going to get it. And, hmm. Hmm. Now I have to build it. <laughs> I will have to do a build-off. Ooh. Cool. There's an idea. Gotcha. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, is it? Hey, anyway. Okay. Uh, we have a weekly topic that uh, I weekly topic? to bring up. Weekly. Monthly? Well, whatever. Topic for the episode. It's, we have a topic. Change the name of that. Um, how to build a model step-by-step. Step. So we got a question from Robert on Slack, who was looking for a YouTube video on how to build a model step-by-step. Step. And I thought it'd be good to address this without a video because YouTube, we don't do it. Um, but more importantly, um. just to... You, John and I. You know who you're talking to, right? Somebody. Uh, has do a you have channel? a YouTube video on how to build a model? No, step I, step I do not have that, but I do have. Okay. I'm then, a, I am on YouTube, though. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. okay. All right. If you don't have the content for this, we're not going to talk about YouTube. Oh, okay. I can make the content for that, though. Well, it's late. It's already been in the shadows for three weeks. Mm. How. And then I, I think we're going to disagree with this anyway. Mm -hmm. Let's go through, because I'm curious what your, particularly what your process of mind, uh, Mr. Barbarian, differ in this. So what is your process for, how do you, how do you start a model? Uh, if I follow your system, I'd change two for one and one for two. Ew, really? Yep. Why? That's how I do it. Do I need so, to justify everything to everybody? That's how I yep. do it. All right. So I've got, the first thing I do is I wash a model and then I send, send and prep the body and body colored panels, uh, which include things like um, wing mirrors and spoilers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That may or may not be obvious until the end of the instructions. So one of the things I do, I guess, is look through the instructions. I actually use a highlighter and I think pick anything out that's of a common color and I highlight that part that way I know exactly what I want to pre-paint um John is saying that he sands the body and then washes it mm -hmm. uh, and I'm curious why you do it that way just how I do it I know for me washing a model is something I've only been doing for let's say five years now the sanding <sighs> and prep been doing it you know for well for years and years and years so I wash the model to get rid of in, in the model process, the, the model molding, there is a thing called a tool release agent, which is an oil. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about that? Yes, I've heard about that. I've yet to have any problems with it doing it my way. I've, I've seen it on kits, so I'm not going to argue whether you've had any problems or not. <laughs> Something I've seen You'll sometimes see it as a slight uh, yellow residue. Usually you get a tiny little bit in the crevices. Uh, I don't want any of that on any of my sanding paper. I don't want it to contaminate uh, my workbench, which can lead to fish eyes. Uh, and if you've ever had fish eyes in paint, they are a pain in the butt to try to get rid of. So my process now is to wash the model before, as soon as it comes out of the plastic, it goes in a container and I take it and wash it in a sink. 
with, I use a hand soap for it because mm -hmm. I don't want to use a dish soap. Dish soap sometimes has added silicon, which again can cause potential fish eyes if it gets mm -hmm. left on the body. Exactly. Agreed. So I do that and then I can go sand and prep the body and then usually I'll tack cloth it off. If it needs to be washed, rinsed again, I can do that. But it's very, very important for me that the model is clear of all of the outside contaminants before it goes on my workbench. John hasn't had a problem, does it the other way. And he likes to be difficult and do it the barbarian way. Barbarian. Not even washing your model, John? Jeez. That's how I did. Hey, I was young. I wasn't experienced. You said five years ago. You would have been 49 at that point. Uh, a few years ago. Don't ask me how long ago. I don't remember okay. that. All right. I really don't know. It could be 10 years for all I know. I don't That know. would still put you into your 40s, my friend. That ain't young. You've been old for a while. Uh, so I, I clean the body again, then I prime the body and I don't know about you. You don't prime very often. Um, I prime more times than I don't. Okay. The only times I don't prime is when I'm painting with a Tamiya color. Mm. Uh, I prime every single one and I wet sand between coats with a 2000 grit, mm -hmm. wet, wet, dry. I I dry sand with a 3200 grit between coats and I wash the body every time it's been sanded slash polished. If, if you do a wet sand, uh, you generally don't need to because you're wiping it off as you go, but you know, okay. that's fine. That's how we do it differently. Mm -hmm. And then I'll spray the color coat. Uh, I'll dehydrate in between every single coat. That's the way yeah. I do that. You prime it, you put, put color on it. You dehydrate it, then you wet sand it, or sand it, polish it, whatever you want to call it, wash it off if necessary, then next coat, next coat. So do you um, sand between color coats? Yes. Every coat, every coat of paint gets smoothed. It, sometimes it doesn't require much, you know, you look it over and check it out. Oh, well, there's only one or two little spots. That's all that gets polished or sanded, whatever you want, whatever your term is for it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I do that, I basically finish all of my color coats before I even start anything else. How about you? Do you do the same or do you do something different? Now, generally I do, will do the bodies before anything else. Why do you do that? Do you have a particular reason like me or just habit? Habit, I guess now, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're, body isn't your body work and paint isn't up to snuff, then you don't need to kill yourself with the rest of it either. Do you? Yeah, that's, I learned that very early in my career when I screwed up a body and had spent all this time on the chassis. I was not particularly happy. No, 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 no. So if the body is good, then you can kill yourself with the chassis. If the body is eh, just, you know, a five footer or a two footer, mm. <laughs> go from there. So, Chassis, that's always fun because I know you do things. You you cut every part off the sprue. Yep. Ugh, John. <laughs> Team Barbarian. Um, I tend to batch all my parts together. So what I'll do is I'll cut sprues off as much as I can close to that. Uh, use a sprue as a, uh, as a clamp so that I can uh, hold on to it. Again, depends on what the part is. Some of them come off. If it's something that when you take off the attachment point is going to leave a big gap, you need to get that off ahead of time. 
but on, on the chassis, particularly brake parts, engine parts, usually where you're attaching is somewhere that you can touch up very, very easily. Um, you know, and you got to hold that part somewhere. So, you know, it's the quickest, easiest way to do that uh, just with a little bit of touch up. John prefers to do his stuff a little differently. Um, you know, I'll put together all my stuff that's going to be semi-gloss black and all my stuff that's going to be a particular metal color for the engine and for, you know, the, the different the different parts. I'll spray them in batches. I, I'm not sure how you do that, John. You kind of do, what, 52-card pickup and pull out a piece and say, what's this, and then what, what color do I paint it? Oh, as, as you said, I do cut off all the pieces. I clean them all up, you know, sand them if necessary. Whatever has to be assembled together, like, for example, an engine block or a transmission or something like that, that gets all assembled, you know, so there's lots of little, lots of assemblies of pieces. Then they get separated by color, and then all, all the parts that are that color get painted at one, in one setting. Batch painting, in other words, like you hmm. said. How do you hold them if you don't have a sprue point? very easily i mean 99 there's only a few pieces that have ever laughed at me and said ha there's no way you can do this without having a touch-up afterwards so generally it's by wherever they're supposed to attach to the next piece i mean if you've got a steering column there's generally you know a pig coming out of one end of the steering column you can clamp onto that or if there's zero way to do it like uh like a radi a one-sided radiator that just gets put onto a piece of tape onto a onto something that tape is that the tape is on and you can just paint that like that what about a two-sided radiator two-sided radi radiator then generally i will stick it on let's say the bottom of the radiator is where it will be on the tape i'll paint the two sides move on to the other pieces and that are that color come back generally 99 percent of the time because i'm using lacquers the paint will already be dry so I can just take it off and either hand hold it or put it back on the tape and spray what I missed. Oh, you put stuff on tape. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Weird. Mm. Okay. I'm not, the only, I'm not the only one who does that, but. Uh, so you, you don't have a clamping mechanism that you I do have. I, I have, I have a whole map, whole manner of clamping mechanisms, but some things like the two sided radiator there for me, clamping doesn't work so well. So I put it on a piece of tape. Mm. Do you ever use, um, like a toothpick and glue glue? No toothpicks. I, well, not so much toothpicks, but I have, uh, skewers, you know, like you do for kebabs or something yep. like that. Yeah. Just like a, to a toothpick yep. kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. A little blob of super glue and then you just smack it off and it'll pop it off along with the end of the. Yeah, the super glue might not be a bad idea. In some cases, I've <laughs> had pieces say, mm, we really don't want to stay right here on this peg. And it's like, oh, no. Well, that's why uh, one of the common things that I actually use the super glue on is um, body mirrors. I tend to do more modern cars that are, uh, the the <laughs> mirrors are, hand, are um, color coded. Mm -hmm. So what you do is, and again, a, a flat-ended flat -ended, uh, toothpick is great because you can put a, just a tiny little dollop of super glue on there, just enough to hold it. Um, and when you snap that off at the end, uh, this, the glue comes off with it. Or if not, it's very easy to pop a little bit of a, a knife on there and flip off whatever super glue mm -hmm. is left. But it's amazing. A gap filling super glue, nothing that runs onto it. 
and that will hold it. You can put that in a clamp and you can move it around all you like and get right on it with all the color. Hmm. Yeah, I may have to try the super glue business sometime. Hey, there you go. I learned something new to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do a lot of uh, tape off body color trim? I know you're building the Enzo at the moment. Did you do a lot of that kind of stuff? On the Enzo. body? Enzo. Oh, sorry. The Ferrari, LaFerrari. No, there's, there's and, not, there's actually not a lot of that on that, on the reveal kit. So mm. <laughs> will I do that? Depends on what the car is. You know, if it's, well, if it has chrome trim, obviously I'm going to use bare metal foil, but if it's got black window trim, that will get, you know, the body color will get painted. It'll get clear coated as necessary. Then it will get masked and then paint the, paint the semi-gloss black or whatever other color I'm putting on for the trim. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do the washes first or after washes into your panel lines? Oh, into the panel lines. That's generally if, if I do it, because generally, unless we're talking, unless I'm talking with you, you have no problems with it. But a lot of people over the years have had issues with me putting washes in. It's just like, it's not worth the hassle to post it. And why is it black in the door panels? Because it is anyway, uh, it, was, it would be one of the last things I do to the model. Okay. I usually do that right after I paint the trim color, uh, or, but, uh, if I would do it actually before I put, um, uh, bare metal foil on. Okay. The foil would then become last and I do any little bits of touch up, uh, just because I, I want to have as much adhesion as I can and I don't want to mess with, with the foil mm-hmm. if I can avoid it. Um, yeah. you know, if you, if you have something like foil on there, and then you apply a lot of it, you've got a line that could potentially wick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you don't do a lot of, uh, washes on your cars then anymore. No, not really. I haven't, but I should get back to that. How do you get them to look real? Cause you know, if you have a real car, my, my truck has different panels that don't actually fit together inside the panel is a different color. Like it's not just a line scribed in there. So anyway, it's just my preference. No, I, I agree. I agree with you, but I've gotten so much, so much flack over it from the, over the years that the few times I've done it, people, Oh no, no, that's wrong, wrong, wrong. It's like, no, hmm. At this point on, I don't care if it's wrong. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. All right. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll add the decals and after everything and gloss, I generally don't clear coat decals. Uh, a lot of people do. No, uh, no, mm, nope, nope. We'll not do that. I mean, I've, I've done it before, uh, mostly when I've wanted to weather stuff is when I've actually, uh, clear coated them to protect them so that mm-hmm. I can do that properly. But uh, generally I don't bother because if you actually look at a real, you know, you generally the cars that I'm looking at, the, the decals are not inside of the clear coat on there. They're mounted on after the they're fact. They're vinyl. Yeah. They're vinyl. So thus they have a semi-gloss sheen, which is roughly what your decals have in comparison to the gloss coats that we put on the models. <laughs> so that's just, again, my own thing. So, you know, decals are the last thing that goes on. And then the last thing that I do is put the gloss in. Um, I put any of the small little body parts, door handles, license plate, um, wipers, uh, 
I glue on after everything else is on the wing bearers. The body is on the chassis. Then you put on door handles, etc. Yep, that's the very last thing I yep. do. Agreed. Just after that. Uh, I will ha mount the chassis interior, mount it toge together very carefully. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, for a beginner one-on-one, -on -one, uh, watch very closely how to put the chassis into the body. So what I'll quite often do, uh, I'm not sure if you do this, John, I should have mentioned it before. I do this as a test fit just to understand what that looks like. Because if you don't have an engine and you don't have um, the <laughs> interior, it is much easier to see this end goes in first because it's got to fit in this slot. And then this end can, oh, I'm going to need to squeeze this, pull that a little bit, and there you go. Um, it is much easier to do before for you put everything together and it'll really help you think about and visualize how you're going to do that when everything's together. I can't say, I can't say as I do that now. I think I used to do it years ago, but now, you know, I generally have a good idea. Muscle cars don't change a lot. If you get what I mean, you know, generally they're narrower, narrower at the bottom than they are at the top. So if you can get it past the bottom of the car, it's going to fit. If, if, when. <laughs> there's been a few over the years that have complicated things. I forget exactly what they were over time, but there's been a few where it's like, Hmm, this doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember having to, uh, chamfer down the back of uh, the wheel arches on one kit. Otherwise there was no way that that body was going to go over the kit without breaking something mm -hmm. or popping the windows out, which is the other problem. If you, if you flex too far, you pop the windows out. But uh, again, if you have thought about this ahead of time, it does make life a little bit easier to figure out. And again, this is for what the basic process is. Um, after, as I said, after the, the vehicles on all fours, I'll go back and finalize the details. I'll do a final polish wipe down, which is usually a Novus number one, because I've already sort of waxed everything at that point. Give Novus one last clean. That's silicon on your workbench. Oh, it's fine. Mm. Um, I, it'll do my final polish wipe down and then onto the shelf and away you go. And I've just built a model. Hey. All right, John, tell me what I've done wrong and that you would do differently. Uh, just the Novus. That's all. Won't touch that mm. stuff. What do you touch instead? I use the, uh, Tamiya model wax. Mm. That's not as nice, mm. but that's okay. We each have our own different ways. That's, that's exactly it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you use, you're using silicone on it. In Novus, oh, you're more of a barbarian than I am, but that's me. There's not much silicon in Novus. I've painted over Novus before. Uh, okay. Uh, scary thought. Hmm. You don't even wash your kit until after you've uh, contaminated yours, so let's not go there. Hmm. It's, a, it's, been, it's been almost 20 years now that I've been doing it, now, if I'm right on my time frame, but. For as long as you've known me, I've done it. <laughs> and yet you're still a barbarian in so many different ways, John. Uh. It's all good. No, seriously, uh, anything that you think uh, that I missed or uh, would would be different than we talked about as we we're going through? No, again, no. Like I said, the only thing I disagree with is your use of Novus, and that's it. Hmm. Um, keep in mind, everybody will build something different, but this is sort of a... A to Z of how we would do it to build a model. Mm -hmm. Hopefully answer that question. And John's going to go make the YouTube video on it. Yeah, I might. Yeah. Give me an idea.
Because he does he does YouTubes. <laughs> Did you know that? John does YouTubes. All right. Uh, just a reminder, coming up, it is, by the time you guys read this, it'll be about the third week in May. We're recording this on the 15th. By the time you guys read this, right? Read this? Hear this? That's what you said. You said read, though. Well, I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, the spicy meatball community build will have just over a month left. The deadline for that is July 1st, 2022, which means John has another month and a half to do five minutes of work. Five minutes worth of work. Mm -hmm. Might take me that long, too. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe I'll even build another meatball by then. Never know. All right, uh, John, tell us where this mythical and wonderful uh, YouTube channel of yours is. Uh, it's at youtube.com slash channel slash U-C-M-L-S-J dash. Nobody is going to type this Nobody's going to type all this. Well, it's the Can-Am Garage on YouTube. How about that? Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. There you go. What you been talking about lately? Uh, The video I did last night or did yesterday for release midnight last night was, actually I shot three videos. So you're asking me to remember which one I said to go with now i did my i updated my current projects which includes the ferrari la ferrari super ferrari Subarari. that's it that's it <laughs> john puts out stuff there and he's finally gonna show me how to do it and make a how to build a model car mm, maybe go there we'll if see. you want to see it like and subscribe and what, what do they say in youtube do you do the thing where you smash the like button? I do not. I do not beg for followers. I don't say smash the like button. You're missing out. Every every YouTuber that knows what they're doing gets hyper and says that. No, not all of them do. Okay. There's 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 one guy distinctly distinctly one guy I follow the uh, scale model experiment. He does not do that. How many people on YouTube and there's one guy that doesn't? Well, there's two. Just guys. saying. There's two guys. Myself and him. Mm. Mm. You need to do that. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, maybe. Um, we will be back in four weeks. Uh, we've been chatting behind the scenes, and we're going to change the schedule for our busy time. The weekends. Summer. The weekends and summers get a little nuts. Um, mm -hmm. We were talking in the Patreon. The pa our Patreons get an extra half an hour of us chatting before we start the show that's special to anybody that signs up and supports us and we were chatting in there about just how much fun we've been having so far in this year um basically uh i've got a yard that need, needs more work than i really want to give it and my weekends are very very tight so in april to september we're going to do one show every four weeks and then we'll back to our every two weeks october through march at which time both of us should have more time sitting at home working on a bench and give us more stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. So that'll be coming up. So we'll be back in four weeks. Uh, thank you for our Patreon subscribers. A uh, special thanks to friend of the show, Ken Nesbitt, who we mentioned a couple of times before because he's doing me a solid at the moment and is a good guy. Uh, he increased his pledge to become a producer level sponsor. 
Thanks to our Patreon producer-level sponsors for this episode. They include Chris Martin, Mickey Drace, Scale Finishes, Classic Truck Modeler Magazine, Ryan Voyer, B-Town Hobby, Scale Speed Garage, Curtis Boxel, Jason Works, David Fuller, Mike Reeve, and Ken Nesbitt. And thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. We really, really do appreciate your support to help keep the podcast going and pay, of all, pay all of our bills. Uh, Patreon supporters get a special link to the podcast that includes the extra bonus, uh, plus less edits, and they also get the show earlier than the public feed. We also have a Facebook community, which, uh, Facebook, John, how can people find you on Facebook? Me? Well, fa- us, the community. <laughs> the Model Car Podcast on Facebook. Uh, there's a group, and we also have a Slack workspace, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a a non-creepy part where people aren't spying on you. <laughs> non-creepy guy part of the of the, the internet. <laughs> it's a chat. It's a chat channel. Um, so if you want, send me an email, modelcarpodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you an invite to that. Come over. There's some really, really good people over there hanging out. All right, John, anything else we need to talk about this week? don't think so. No, I'm good. All right. In that case, I'll see you in a month. Until then, say goodbye. Salut, mes amis. <laughs> Did you just propose to me in French? No, I said goodbye, guys. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs>